You have arrived at your destination. Hey guys, it's your resident country junkie Brandon Jones here. Sorry for the three-week absence that I was out, uh, but we are back with a little news episode for you guys um, and a little bit of a rant from me about Rise of the TMNT finale, um, or supposed finale, we'll see. Uh, but uh, I wanted to make sure you guys got an episode in this week. Um, it's been a busy uh, summer. Uh, you know, just trying to get things back onto a path of normalcy as the rest of the world is also doing that. So I wanted to make sure that everything was going good. Uh, sorry that the last episode, they had all the audio problems that we had, but, uh, you know, things happen. Uh, but we're back, uh, to talk about stuff. We'll be back to regular weekly content after this. Uh, I've got a bunch of episodes lined up. We've got a Wizards episode. I'm going to do that with John. Uh, Troll Hunters Wizards is going to be an episode coming up. Got a Rick and Morty season four that should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, we've also got, um, you know, uh, I might do an Infinity Train part season three, part one, or I might just wait for the post to finish off. Uh, I want to do some other ones uh, as well from uh, things that have that have launched that, uh, that that I've been willing wanting to do for a while now. Um, I've been waiting for Superhero Girls to finish off season one. Maybe do an episode on that because that's a very popular show right now uh, and interesting to talk about as well. That one. So, um, but. We're back to weekly content, and I just wanted to cover up all the news that's happened in the past three weeks that I've been uh, off the air um, to make sure you guys know that I'm keeping up with all the crazy animation news and everything like that. So um, let's go over that first, cover all of the old news that I haven't talked about yet. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, one of the biggest bits of news that came out almost immediately after I did we did the BNA episode was Dragon Prince Saga was greenlit. So at Comic Con they greenlit uh, Dragon Prince Saga uh, seasons four uh, four through seven. So four more uh, uh, seasons of Dragon Prince season four, five, six, and seven. This is a part of their plan that they had. Um, that there, there were the first part of the saga was the three seasons that we saw, which is why it was kind of like a finale uh, in season three. We kind of got like a finish off to that storyline. Like the show could end there if it needed to, which would be terrible. But luckily, we're getting uh, seasons two, uh, four, five, six, and seven, uh, and those will be released in two parts of two seasons each. So the next part of the saga will be seasons four and five. And that will be a part of the saga, and then seasons uh, six and seven. So we're getting a full, full-fledged uh, Dragon Prince, something that even the Last Airbender didn't get. Uh, you know, there was supposed to be a fourth season of Last Airbender. It got cut off, uh, and we got Korra instead, which Korra is fine. But uh, you know, I really would have liked to see in a season four, because especially since Aaron Ahas said that there was going to be a redemption arc for Azula, but it's not about that. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that some other time. Uh, this is a cool thing because we're getting all four of it. They've already greenlit all four, so we're getting all that, and I'm super happy about it. It was really cool they did an announcement 
on their panel um, at the Comic-Con, which I'm sure no Comic-Con personnel were happy with. I could get into that whole thing. The the views on Comic-Con, these Zoom meetings and everything, were abysmally low. Nobody wants to go do that. When when Comic-Cons are made for going and meeting people, it's not for listening to panels on Zoom. Um, So uh, I thought that was pretty funny. But... Regardless, uh, Dragon Prince was one of the higher ones with people to, to tune in for uh, because we were anticipating them announcing something like this. So uh, we got all four seasons coming out, so that's super cool. Can't wait for it. Seven seasons of Dragon Prince in total. Can't wait. Um, Pixar uh, has announced its 24th film, which will be coming out immediately after um, uh, Soul coming in 2020, uh, uh, November 20th. Uh, November 20th, Soul will be coming out. Uh, this will be following immediately afterwards, uh, and it will be uh, Enrico Casarosa's Luca. Uh, so Luca will be their next uh, movie. Uh, it's going to be in the in the realm of Coco and the realm of Soul, where you'd kind of take a, a cultural look at something and kind of make a fairy tale out of like uh, you know modern day culture, uh, you know cultures such as Coco or. Um, Soul kind of does that with like kind of the jazz culture and the uh, the music culture, uh, so it's pretty cool that way. But this is going to be taking place in uh, in Italy, um, so it'll be about two boys and their friendship and how that gets threatened or whatever. They go on an adventure because one of the friends is going to be uh, a sea monster that lives in a uh, colony just under the water. So it sounds a lot. Of, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, they have a really good logo. It's a very Coco esque type logo in that it's just of course a name because that's like their naming convention i i don't it's it's funny to me that that studios get into this this format of naming things and i and and there's you know uh pixar is guilty of this as well and it's weird to me that they get into these formats but you know it's like single word typically a name of a character in that thing it's really weird but uh luca the the logo looks really cool it's got a very uh paintbrushy uh very aquamarine color to it with a little splash of water at the bottom of it it's very beautiful i like it uh it reminds me of how when they first announced coco coco had that uh deus de los muertos um look to it and i absolutely love that so uh good cultural look i i can't wait to see the scenic views of italy that they have in this movie because you know it's going to be beautiful just like the scenic views in mexico uh and uh i love things that cover like mythological cultures you know mythology and and lore from from other cultures i think that stuff's a lot of fun so i'm super excited about this one can't wait for it um next up is fina pirate princess this one isn't super interesting to me other than the fact that it's an adult swim production um I think it looks really cool. Uh, I think the characters look pretty rad. Uh, but this is an anime done by uh, um, a production. It's hard to call it an anime because it's a production made for American productions, but it also has the anime style to it. And uh, for me, if the show's lip sync is just up and down movement and doesn't have actual lip sync, as a regular part of the show that to me is anime 
um, because that's a certain style that, that that exists within anime. So that to me is anime. I know it's not a I know it's not a full on classification by any stretch, but that for me is anime. Also, it was it's made by a Japanese studio and can be presented in Japan uh, for Japanese consumer. Uh, consumption, uh, yeah, uh, Japanese uh, viewer consumption. So um, that to me is anime because all anime is is just the Japanese word for animation. So it has to be uh, within that style that is made for the production of a Japanese audience that can also be dubbed later on. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Fina, pirate princess, is about a girl who um, a becomes uh you know a pirate princess i guess and it, it, there's not a whole lot to get to gain from it but they have a trailer for it out uh kazuto nakazawa is the director and art design lead of it um i i know of his work i don't think i've watched any other thing that he's done um but he's a very prolific uh anime director so it looks like it's going to be very very interesting um uh, so that, that that looks interesting to me, just simply because it's an Adult Swim production, so it's one of those crossover things. Crunchyroll's getting into that now. A lot of American studios are getting into uh, full-on production of anime series that are, you know, that can be sort of, uh, you know, produced for, for global audiences, which I think is interesting. Uh, and I'm always down for more animation. Whatever gets more animation is a good thing, so... Uh, you know, Adult Swim kind of jumping in on that. Crunchyroll also jumping in on that sort of thing is uh, is interesting to me. And I can't wait to cover a lot of the Crunchyroll shows as well. I definitely want to be covering those because Tower of God is out. Um, that's a manhwa. That's a that's a Korean manga uh, web 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 comic actually. So that'll be interesting to cover that one because that's something I don't think would you would assume would ever get made. So interesting about that, but. Um, can't wait for Fina Pirate Princess. We'll see if it's good. I don't know. Um, I remember Adult Swim kind of doing this prior with a few other things, and I didn't really care for those, so we'll see if something good comes out of it. Um, other thing coming out is Death in the Family, uh, based on, uh, the Batman, uh, uh, interactive comic, well, not interactive comic, um, but the vote comic of when Jason Todd died, um, and audiences just voted to have Jason Todd get killed, and so many normal audiences that sort of like gained a, a news story in a lot of things from like from like normies because they thought they killed Dick Grayson Robin, um, but uh, that wasn't the case. It was this new Robin, Dick Grayson, who moved on to be Nightwing. Um, but uh, they're making a movie that is an interactive movie where you can actually choose whether or not Jason Todd lives or dies, which is interesting. It looks like it has a few recycled things from Red Hood, which is a little bit weird and odd, but then it sort of takes it into weird little, like, uh, strange places, which I wasn't super happy with Apocalypse War. I thought that was a weird thing. I don't really know what the direction they're going in with these DC movies. I don't, I don't much care for the direction they're going for them. I don't know what DC Animation's doing right now. I'm not a super happy camper with what they've done. Um, I, I thought Red Sun Superman was okay. Uh, I didn't think it was great. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's. I, I'm not a big fan of that type of Superman story anyway, where Superman is a villain. Um, he's not really a villain in that one, which is why I like that one a little bit more. But it's just. 
it's very whatever. I, I, I don't I don't need that story. I, I would, there's not enough stories of Superman being Superman. So that one wasn't super great to me. And then Apocalypse War had, of course, like alternate versions of all these characters because you have to do these shaggy dog stories where uh, what if Superman was this? What if this person was this? I, I, I blame Scott Snyder for this. Scott Snyder, the comic book writer who just is throwing out every stupid idea of like what if wonder woman had a chainsaw what if batman was also evil but also the flash what if batman was also evil but also the god of war what if batman was also evil it's like it's just shaggy dog stories no one cares i'm over it and that's what this death in the family thing thinks uh, feels like because it's like oh you're gonna it's an interactive blu-ray where you can choose on the i guess on the on the menu on the blu-ray or whatever but you know, this is a thing that Netflix has been doing. They've been doing the interactive stuff, mainly for kids. That's typically what these are for. But this is definitely not for children because you're talking about the the violent crowbar-beating death of Jason Todd. So this is not a children's thing. This isn't like Carmen Sandiego's uh, To Steal or Not Steal uh, interactive thing that's for children. That's You know, it's for kids who enjoy the show. Uh, you know, and, and th- that that's a place for that. It's an interactive thing. And Carmen Sandiego is kind of known for being like the educational, you know, uh, program anyway. So even back in the day. So, you know, it makes sense for that. This, I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think any adult wants to go through this and, and see like, oh, the alternate versions of this character doing this. I'm so sick of it. Like, I don't know what DC Animation is doing. I'm over it. I don't ever need to see any of these things again. Uh, just give me some good, give me some good movies that are that are either comic adaptations, uh, like uh, Batman TMNT. That's the last really good one that I enjoyed. Uh, Batman TMNT is the last uh, really enjoyable DC animated movie. Um, I think that Mortal Kombat one was uh, was a D, was a technically a Warner Brothers DC an, uh, Warner Brothers animation uh, production as well. So maybe I'll give that a shot. Maybe they'll do Injustice sometime. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing Injustice one. But again, it's another thing where Superman's the villain, and I'm kind of over that. There's not enough things of Superman being the hero, which is why I enjoyed Death of Superman and Rise of the Superman. I thought that was really good. There's a lot of really good Superman stories out there to adapt. So start doing that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, get it together, DC Animation, or Warner Brothers Animation. I'd like to see y'all uh, get better, because you've been slipping. Uh, another Ren and Stimpy adult cartoon adaptation is being developed for Comedy Central, and I don't care. Um, I saw the adult uh, adaptation of Ren and Stimpy for Spike TV, or when it was... Was it called TNN back then? I can't remember. I think it was my Spike TV at that point. The, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. It wasn't funny. It wasn't good. It was also developed by the creator who has a lot of problematic uh, history uh, with things. Uh, he's not involved in this one, but I don't care. I don't need Ren and Stimpy to be adult-oriented. Ren and Stimpy is funny when it's, when it's edgy children's entertainment. That's when it's entertaining to me. When it pushes that line... When it's, when it's skipping that line, like, ooh, what can we do with this? It's why Hey Arnold is good. Hey Arnold is good because it's a show that can be watched by children, but it can touch more mature aspects of things, even without directly saying those mature aspects. Uh, but in some cases it does. It actually does tackle the mature aspects. That, to me, is more interesting than something that's just like, hey, here's a weird, you know, really adult gay joke in a Ren and Stimpy cartoon, ha 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 ha. It's not that funny. It's not that good. Um, so uh, 
it, it doesn't work. Uh, so I don't care about this at all. I'm not even. I'm probably not even going to watch it. Um, I just want it to go away and die. Uh, Ren Stimpy is not really something you can readapt anyway. It is a product of its time. Maybe you can get Bob Camp to come back and do something of it. I don't know. Maybe, but I think it's something that just needs to rest. Uh, rest in peace. I don't think it's something you can do. Uh, that said, uh, here's something that is getting a reboot uh, on November 20th, 2020. Um, I forgot this was happening until they released uh, the first look at look of it. Uh, Hulu released the first look of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot for their new upcoming uh, Animaniacs cartoon. Um, and it looks really good. Uh, they just kept them looking exactly the same. They're a little more streamlined uh, with their, with their um, shapes. Uh, with the shape of them, they have like kind of a sharper look to them, but they look exactly like the original cartoon, and that I think is the way to go. I think you just update the parody, and I'm not. And I think they're all coming back. I don't think they got new voices for this. I think they're getting Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Jess Harnell. I think they're getting everybody back to play the to play the Warner Brothers and the Sister Dot. Um, but I don't think they're changing those and i didn't they might be getting other people to do the rest of them this could work as a reboot if they just continue it from where it was i don't know if that's what they're going to do i have no idea um i think rocco was pretty successful in its in its reboot um because they just sort of kept it the same um it, it felt like an old episode of rocco um so if these feel like an old episode of of uh, of of um uh, sorry, of Animaniacs, then then I think it'll work. I think it will be, uh, I don't think it'll be a problem. Um, I'm a little bit weary about the political content that might be in it. I don't know if there will be that much political content. I know the original had political parody in it, but it was very harmless political parody, okay? And that's not a thing you have nowadays. There's very vindictive, very angry, very opinionated political humor now. You can't just have across-the-board simple political humor, let's make fun of this the way this politician talks, let's make fun of, you know, this weird thing that they said, let's make fun of that. That can exist, still to this day, it can, but it doesn't seem to. So we'll see if it becomes just angry, vindictive, like all political humor is now. Everything just seems very angry, and I don't think we need that from, from the Animaniacs. Animaniacs needs to be a more... Uh, curtailed, more innocent, more overall look at the silliness of things going on, not specifically criticizing one way or another of something. So we'll hope that that's the case. Um, I think the people behind it may be smart enough to know it because I think Randy Rogel is back on it and everything. Randy Rogel is back. So it might be good. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic given the look of them right now. Uh, that they might be just going back and saying, like, hey, we're just making new episodes of that old show, which I'd be super, super happy with. I also haven't seen any animation for it, so if the animation is different or weird, it might come off as bizarre. Uh, we'll see. Um, they haven't really shown a lot of it. That's the weird thing, which kind of makes me worry a little bit, because typically when you don't show things, it's like, oh, like, we don't want people to know about this. Like, we saw what happened with Thundercats Roar, and... You know, they, they didn't like showing any of that, especially after they had that first announcement trailer, and they, they just buried that show, rightfully so. 
Um, but I'll get into that uh, later on. Actually, speaking of that, speaking of Hulu, speaking of Thundercats, uh, another bit of news, Hulu gets Thundercats, and it is now officially on uh, as of August 20th. Uh, it is officially on Hulu. You got Thundercats uh, from 1987, and you've got Thundercats from 2011. Both Thundercats series, both real Thundercats series, officially on Hulu, and that's super cool. I love the, both of those series. Um, go watch Thundercats 2011, because that's how we got Young Justice back. I know Young Justice kind of faltered there in between seasons, and I really do need to talk to somebody about that, um, but... It kind of faltered there, but it picked up at the end again. So the beginning and end of Young Justice was really good. I'm kind of happy to see another season coming, if that's coming to DC, uh, HBO Max, because that's another thing. All of HBO Max's, uh, or all of DC Universe's content is now on HBO Max. So it seems that DC Universe is dying and HBO Max is getting all their stuff. So I think HBO Max is just taking over all that content. Um and DC Universe will eventually just die off because it didn't... They they were stupid. I don't know why I can do a whole rant about DC Universe and how badly they, they handled their content. But, um... Because they had good content. They had decent content, and they handled it so poorly. Um, that said, um... Uh, Thundercats being on Hulu, definitely go watch the 2011. I, I recommend, if you really enjoy the 2011, go watch it. Because that's how we got Young Justice back. A lot of people watched it on Netflix over and over and over again. They they saw that the audience was there, and they had a streaming surface that wanted to have it back. And you can have more episodes of Thundercats 2011 that exist in the world. These things were plotted. There was a whole season that was completely written uh, that was ready to start. And... Uh, I want to see it, so go watch Thundercats 2011. It's on Hulu right now. Go watch it, then go watch it again. Maybe watch it with your kids, then watch it with some friends. Go watch it as much as possible, uh, organically. Don't just spam it, obviously. Um, but I, I, it's, it, it's a good show, and I would love to see more of that. And then there's a case for not bringing any more uh, Thundercats roar anymore. Like, oh, this is a thing that people liked that you took off the air two weeks after you premiered it and then put it on a different night and then you wondered why the numbers went down it, it, it drives me crazy that it gets basically sabotaged and then somehow it's like oh whatever so go watch Thundercats it's one of my favorite shows of all time the original um, go watch the 2011 I loved that show I would love to see more of that uh, because it really does pay good homage to the original um, and I liked all the I liked all the actors involved with it, so go check that out for sure. Uh, Yashihime. We talked about cats. Now it's talking about dogs. Yashihime, the sequel series to Inuyasha, uh, is premiering this October. So there's a small trailer out. There's a lot of good uh, you know shows. It's about Inuyasha's daughter. It's about um, I think Sango's daughter is involved or son. No daughter. I think it's all women. And also uh, Sashomaru's daughter from Inuyasha is also involved with it. So it's all their daughters going off. Uh, Yashihime, dog princess, uh, going off on adventures in feudal Japan um, and warping between feudal Japan and nowadays. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how that works out. 
the music sounds great. Uh, it was great to hear the music. It's uh, it, it had a lot of nostalgic feel to it, so I'm super stoked about that. Yashihime premieres this October, the fall season of your anime uh, seasons coming out. So super excited about that. A24 Network picks up Has Been Hotel, which is um, the least surprising thing that I heard. Um, well, it was surprising how long it took for that to get picked up, I guess because, you know, you pitch things here and there and whatever. Um, but Has Been Hotel, um, you know, it's... Um, it's 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 kind of an animation marvel, uh, given that like maybe like a couple dozen people maybe touched that production, and I think that the animation quality and the music quality and uh, you know the the fluidity of it. I have friends who don't like the plot of that, who don't like the writing in it. I I disagree with them, but you know I can I can understand it. I, I think that that's an I think that that's a marvel of animation, and it's a huge success to have. I think it's like 41 million views on that thing. Clearly, that's people re-watching it, obviously. But, you know, people enjoy watching musicals. Um, and they like watching them over and over. I know I've watched the show, like, uh, a few times over. Because uh, I actually really like the music in it. Um, and I like I liked looking at the characters. I think the character designs by Vivzy Pop, uh, by Vivian Madrano, are f- absolutely fantastic. Like, absolutely fantastic. Uh, love the love the, the the style of it. I love how they look, um, and uh, I was super super happy to hear that it got picked up because I like it when hard work gets rewarded by by people. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of hard work that got put into that thing. She was she was working. She was, her and her friends and her colleagues were working on that thing for a long time to get it out, um, and it finally happened. And I enjoyed it. Um, and it 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 had a lot of great characters in it. It had a lot of great concepts in it. And uh, I'm super happy to hear that that's, that that's going to be a thing now. So Has Been Hotel, picked up by A24. Uh, it's getting a series, so that's pretty cool. Um, super happy about that. Uh, last bit of news here. Uh, and this is big news, big, big, big news that is not surprising to me at all, although it is funny to hear. Uh, it's not very funny because I don't like to hear bad things happen. But uh, Brian, uh, Brian Konietzko and uh, Michael DiMartino, uh, have left uh, the Netflix Avatar series adaptation, uh, the live-action adaptation. They have left the production. They have said, we have left over creative differences. They had a whole thing. It seemed like a very bitter cutoff. Um, they, uh, Netflix is taking it in weird little directions, and I... Of course, there, there's rumors as to what they're doing. I don't know if any... I'm not going to... I'm not going to give any of those rumors or say anything like that because, like, this is all, it's all complete speculation. Nobody has any, like, real, you know, concrete evidence that any of these ideas that it were pitched to them or that were in the production are real. Um, but this thing has had slow or bad production from the start. Uh, I have not been excited for this at all. I don't think, I don't need to see an adaptation of the original series of Avatar. They did it right the first time. I don't need to see it again in any other adaptation. I don't need to see a CGI remake. I don't need to see a live-action remake. I don't need to see movies. Seeing a cinematic movie done properly that covers each book I think could be good, especially during that time when that first one came out when Harry Potter was huge. You know, you had a giant book series that was being adapted into these movies. I think it's possible to do and do well. They obviously didn't. That movie's awful. 
but that's something that I could see, like, because adapting something into a movie is a different animal. Uh, so taking that and condensing it might be interesting to look at, but it's not going to top the original animated series anyway, so I don't care. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I saw this, you know, I saw this being a disaster from the start. People were like, but Bright's involved. I don't care that Bright's involved. I don't care. Like, it, that doesn't mean, like, that they have a whole lot of control of what's going on. That doesn't mean that they are, you know, really writing anything. They could have just been co-executive, whatever, producers on it. Um, they clearly were trying to have their say of what they wanted in it, but, uh, you know, Netflix kind of scooted them out the door as much as they could because they just left. They were like, all right, if you're not going to listen to our ideas, then we're just not going to be here. So um, it is not a production that I'm excited for. I wasn't excited for it to begin with, and I'm even less excited about it now, um, and I probably just won't even watch it. I probably just won't watch it because I don't care to. I don't care to watch this thing. Um, I'm not super into it. So that's it. I'm, I'm done. Uh, Netflix, you're not getting me in for that, uh, for that, uh, Avatar adaptation. You want to, you want to hook me back in, then, um, just make a season three of Avatar, you know, make a new Avatar series, make the earthbending Avatar after Korra or a new season of Korra or adult Aang and his adventures. Like any of those things I'd be down with. Um, cause it's a show that that benefits from animation. Both of those shows are good because they're the animation is 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 the key to things. Um, so I'm not excited for seeing a live action. I don't care about this series, and I probably won't watch it. And it probably won't even be finished. They'll probably just can it um, from what I'm seeing because it's had troubled production because they announced this what four years ago, and they haven't seen we haven't even seen like a production photo of it yet. So. I don't even care. Uh, it's over. We're done. I, I don't need to see it, and I don't ever want to watch it again. I don't ever need to. I don't ever need to watch this show. Um, but that's it for news, guys. Uh, which brings me into our topic of the day. Our topic of the day is um, Rise of the Team and T finale. So during this time, uh, as I was off uh, doing other things, and uh, you know everything. Rise of the TMNT abruptly ended. Um, so they aired probably one of my favorite episodes uh, back in July. Uh, July 17th, they aired uh, Battle Nexus New York. Wonderful episode of Rise of the TMNT. Let me sparse this by saying I think Rise of the TMNT, Rise of the Teenage Mutant, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great show. It's great. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's whatever. I'm saying this show is great, and I think the changes that were put on the show uh, were not the best decision because it made people turn things off. That said, uh, this show is fantastic, and people need to give it a chance. They really, really need to give it a chance. If you like TMNT, if you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you like this show, this franchise, you need to give this show a chance. It has a lot of humor in it, but so did the original. The original has a lot of stupid, cringy, dumb humor that is even that is so hard to watch nowadays. It's like it's bafflingly hard to watch some of those episodes of the original series. Um, you know, the the animation is just awful in certain a aspects. It's it's really weird and goofy and cringy and bad in a lot of ways. But you know, there's a charm to it because it had this old style. This has 
all of that charm in in the new day in my opinion you could you could have different opinions about that i think it has a lot of charm i think it's legitimately funny i think the characters are great um this show is good and you really need to give it a chance because it's a shame that one of the best animated shows on tv today got this treatment because the, the ratings were so low um and it really is a shame because i think this it it's one of the best looking shows out there today it's one of the it's the greatest animated show that's on the air right now the dynamic animation of this show is the energy behind everything is wonderful and i want to do a whole editorial as to why this is just one of the best uh shows out there uh animation wise i think it's fabulous it's absolutely fantastic um and and i I just i really need people to to watch this show it's 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 so good and i don't want it to just die where it's where it's died um so what happened is after battle nexus new york aired um i think because of the declining ratings because it really did only get like a fraction of the ratings of the of the 2013 or the 2012 series i love the 2012 series i think the 2012 series was really good um i think the animation is pretty good um but it's nothing like the animation of this i think like it's nothing like it i i i think that it's a stronger show in a lot of ways but i also think it's not even half as good in a few ways as rise of the dmt and i say that with all seriousness i'm not trolling people like there is development in this series that is different from your normal TMNT story, but I think the development in this story is way better in a lot of ways than any other. Um, I love the series. I think it's fantastic. I think it developed beautifully. I think it's wonderful. And the fact that after they had their half-season finale, the episode 13, I believe, or around there, um, Battle Nexus New York, um, that aired in July, July 17th, 2020. Um, between the production of that episode and the next, so that was supposed to be the halfway mark. They were going to get two seasons out of this because that's all they ordered so far. But the season that they were getting was supposed to be 26 episodes as well, 26 11-minute episodes. Uh, they got their first 13 11-minute episodes out, and then they were supposed to get 13 more to finish off the story. Uh, they got a call after the production of Battle Nexus New York. I think it was around that time. I'm not sure of the timeline here. And I only have like vague tweets from production uh, a- agents and like the director of the show and everything like that um, from Kevin Molina Ortiz and other uh, people on the show. Um, uh, they they have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Russ, Russ Carney. That's the other one that, that had a lot of uh, stuff to say about it. So um, they were told that that whole season, 13 episodes, 13 11-minute episodes, uh, condense that to four. You have four episodes left, and then the show is going on pause. Uh, not canceled, it is on pause right now, because I think there's a movie that's being talked about for Netflix. Not the Seth Rogen movie, a different one, because this was one, and then there was going to be a separate movie that was going to take its own continuity, and that has now landed in the hands of Seth Rogen for some reason, because people think that he's good at anything. Um, I don't think he is. Um, That said, uh, so they had basically been neutered. An entire 
seasons worth of content, 13 episodes of 11 minute episodes, has now got to be condensed into four episodes. And that's it. The finale of the series, finales part one through four, is now it. That's all you're getting. Uh, and I think this is a huge shame. Um, that said, I think that's an absolute travesty that they had to to take a whole season of a series and just e- even a series that I don't like. Like that's a hard thing for a production, you know, to, to hear like a production team to hear like, Oh, that whole season you had, Oh, you get four episodes now. That sucks. That just sucks. Regardless of whether you like the show or not, that's, that's brutal. Um, uh, kind of like when, uh, Cora got, got canned by an episode, like, Oh, we, you, you can either lose like half your production staff or you only get, you get one less episode and they compensated by having a, a clip show episode so they could keep every, so they could keep the number of episodes there and also keep the animators on staff, which was, I think the right move, obviously, um, because you couldn't really have a good finale if you didn't have the animators there. Uh, for it um and that that's a brutal thing to hear to be like oh here's your next season you get all that okay cool we're, we got it all planned out we know exactly what's gonna happen and then suddenly all of that stuff is cut um that said i think they did a masterful job it feels rushed uh there's no way to not have it feel rushed obviously because you have an entire season the where where battle nexus new york left off is super super cool like absolutely awesome uh they do this great thing with the best character called foot recruit she's the best foot recruit is awesome she's played by zelda williams robin williams's daughter uh she's awesome it's zelda williams best performance i'll say that right now zelda women zelda williams best performance is foot recruit best hands down no question about it uh she's fantastic uh she's so energetic and crazy and wacky and it's it's she's a fun character um they do a thing with her that's really cool, um, and it sets up for like the big finale. You're gonna fight Shredder. You know, I'm I'm spoiling certain things, but whatever. It's like go watch this show because it's on pause now. It doesn't really matter. All these episodes aired on one day, August seventh, twenty twenty, which was a few weeks ago, while I was out uh, away from the show and everything. And it's a shame. I, I got lucky enough to watch this with two of my friends online. We watched it. I hope to get at least one of those guys on an episode to talk about this series in general because I really, really, really need to talk about this show. Um, and um, and Mitch and, and, and John refuse to watch it because they're old school TMNT fans. I get it. There's a reason I don't watch Thundercats Roar or why I hate Thundercats Roar. Maybe they have that same problem with it but i think it's two different animals that's me um and i i'm going to try and convince them now that the show is quote over it might get picked back up or have a movie or something because it's only still on pause but it's looking like this is this is going to be it and they definitely finished off the series with these four episodes so hopefully i can get them to just go through and be like hey guys give it a shot watch it it's only two seasons and i think you'll really enjoy it and you'll enjoy how it develops uh, that said, these four final episodes are fantastic. Um, uh, Sunshine of the Spotless M- Turtle, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, uh, Shredder, Shreddy or Not, uh, Anatawa uh, Hitori Janai, uh, which means You Are Not Alone, and Rise are the four episodes. And this condenses thirteen episodes very quickly uh, into into content. But my gosh, like. It's so well done. The action scenes are so ridiculously good. 
the story, the way the story develops. It's so cool how they work in all of the lore from from the original Turtles into this show because things are different in this show, but they work it all into where it all makes sense and you you really do feel like this is the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what you need to understand. People were very upset about the changes to this and the changes of that. Why is Raph the leader? Why are their weapons different? Why is Splinter fat and old? And it's like, I get it. I understand that like changing things up is, is different, but we just had a series in 2012 that had it, right? Um, it hasn't, it's not like this show's been quiet for a while. So having a different look to something didn't bother me with this show. It's also Turtles, and Turtles within its own canon has multiverses. There's a turtle multiverse within Turtles. So just the idea of like things being different, you can I can just turn my brain on and go, okay, it's just another adaptation. Because within continuity, there is different adaptations of these characters, of these people. So, um, so it just never bothered me um, that they did that. And I wanted to sh- I wanted to try and see this show in its own merit because Turtles is a weird show. Like TMNT is a weird, weird show. Um, and you can kind of do weird stuff with it. You can kind of be comedic about it. You can show intense body horror like the 2012 show did. Uh, you can be comedic as much as you'd like. You can be goofy. And I, I really think this show works so well. And it, it does such justice to the actual lore of the show, especially in these final four uh, episodes, because they... They do these reveals and these these characters from the original show and how that works in with with uh, you know Hamato Yoshi and and uh, and uh, uh, all the all the Foot Clan versus the Hamato Clan and and what the what the Shredder is in this is so cool uh, like it's such a cool like thing about what that is because it's close to the comics it's close to the 23, 20, 2003 show that came out the Canadian production in 20 in 2003 it's close to the comics in a few ways but it's also a new spin it's really cool the way it works and and what the shredder is and what the ooze is and how that works like all that stuff is so cool and I don't want to spoil it here because this is my plea to get people to go watch this show it's not available anywhere yet but because Nickelodeon has a deal with Netflix it will probably be relegated to Netflix very soon Go watch it on Netflix when it comes out, because I think it will probably be there for streaming the full series pretty soon, because Netflix has that deal with Nickelodeon, and this is prime content for that. Go there and watch this when it comes out. It's worth it. I'm telling you. Like, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you won't like it at all, but give it a shot. Give it a shot. I, I think it's a legitimately funny show. I think the humor is legitimately funny. I think the... The, uh, you know, the emotional moments really have a lot of impact, and I think it's one of the greatest finales of a show I've ever watched, and I'm not exaggerating. It's one of the best finales I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's great. It's absolutely spectacular, and the fact that they crammed all this in with different reveals and different little, like, little nuggets of, like, of nostalgia and little things here and there, and, like, leaving little bits of story that were gonna be explored there's a lot of story in this that was gonna be explored that looked really could have been really cool that just didn't 
end up happening, um, but they they leave marks of it around for you to find and understand and rewatch and go, oh, that's cool. What's that? And you 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 can definitely keep going with this series um, from where it left off. It's definitely not a finale finale. It's the rise of the TMNT. So, and I'm leaving it intentionally blank for guys to go watch it. Uh, I'll probably do an episode on this series, fully spoiling everything, fully talking about all the characters and how they're depicted and what the original plans for a lot of them were. Um, I would love to do a whole episode on that uh, if I can find somebody to talk to about it um, because none of my friends here in Louisville actually watch this show. But go watch it. I love this show. I think it's fantastic. It gets my full-on animation recommendation. This is an animation recommendation episode where I talk about entirely uh, a whole show. Go watch Rise of the TMNT and let me know what you think. Uh, please go watch it if you were a skeptic about it or you hadn't seen it yet. or Because it's kind of hard to find. It really is kind of hard to find. Uh, Nickelodeon was very sparse about its airings. They kind of aired it on Fridays and then like Sunday mornings and all this other stuff. And of course, nobody really has cable anymore anyway, so it's hard to watch that. I think they had it on a few of their streaming services. You can find clips of it all over the place. You can find like the full finale clip of it on a, on 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 a Nick Animation and and uh, and Facebook and stuff like that. So, but finding episodes is a little bit hard. So, I will let everybody know if it shows up on Netflix because it should show up on Netflix very soon. Because uh, it feels like they just kind of kicked this thing to the side of the road, and it's really a shame because. And I understand their decision because, like, the drop-off in ratings was probably pretty shocking given the fact that TMNT is a very successful, you know, uh, franchise. You know, it, it succeeded three times before this, so you know, it's not exactly a, uh, a, a sleeper. Um, so to have, like, a, a shocking drop in ratings is probably a big deal, but also it's during the time when Nickelodeon was not getting a lot of ratings, period. Um, and it probably is still one of the higher-rated shows apart from Spongebob, because that's why that show never dies. Spongebob and Loud House, um, you know, they get, they get, I think, fours and fives, which is crazy high for cartoons nowadays, for anything in, in um, you know, uh, especially for animation. You know, nobody gets like an, a seven and eight like The Simpsons do. The Simpsons still just rack that in. I don't know why it show sucks, but people still watch it. Uh, maybe it's habit. I don't know. Um, but definitely check it out. I will let you know if it's on Netflix. Um, go watch this show. I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, go watch Rise of the TMNT. And that's going to do it, guys. Uh, that That is this episode. Man, I went for 45 minutes. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning back in to the show. Sorry it's been off for a few weeks, but we're getting back to weekly content. We'll be showing up, we'll be throwing out a weekly, uh, you know, it might miss a week here or there because it's a little bit harder to, to coincide with people. People got a lot of stuff going on right now. They're trying to get back to normalcy, but I have remote capability, so I'll try and get people in remotely to talk about certain things um, and uh, should be should be a good time. Um, but yeah, Mitch and I, we're going to talk about some anime that we watched where I'm going to get some, I'm going to get Steven on here to talk about some anime and there's some other cartoons. Uh, definitely want to get some people on to talk about cartoons as well. Um, that's going to do the rest of the episode guys. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the animation destination podcast. Check us out at animationdestination.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Check us out on Facebook at animation destination and on Twitter at animation pod. Yes, I'm still on Twitter for some reason. Uh, but go check us out there. Next week is going to be a new episode, so stay tuned.